Greetings, everyone, and a very warm welcome to another edition of Marketing the Invisible. I'm Tom Poland, as always, beaming out to you from Little Castaways Beach in Queensland, Australia. Joined today by Jay Fissett. Jay, very warm welcome, sir. Privilege and a pleasure to have you on the show. Where are you hanging out? I am in Calgary, Canada. We are uh, waiting for the snow. It's going to be awesome. Thank you for having me. Yeah, you're, you're welcome. Thanks for accepting the invite. For those of you who don't know Jay, you've probably been living in a cave somewhere because he's a best-selling author. He's a student of human nature. That's an interesting thing. Avid outdoorsman at five-star hotels. <laughs> he's got a wicked <laughs> sense of humor. <laughs> and he speaks fluent smart-ass. The subject today is the art and science of profitable joint ventures. And Jay's going to share with us how to crack that particular nut in less than seven minutes. Jay, sir, our time starts now. Question number one, who is your ideal client? Entrepreneurs who are looking to grow and scale their business through partnerships and collaboration. Ideally, somewhere in the hundred to $500,000 range where we can just help them put their foot on the gas pedal. Perfect. Thank you, sir. And question number two, how would you define the problem you solve for those entrepreneurs who want to grow their business through partnerships? Perfect. We actually solve two problems. The first and most significant problem is most entrepreneurs have a terrible lack of leads. If they do have leads, those leads are actually too expensive or unqualified. So the problem we solve is we get them a steady stream of perfectly qualified leads for free at the front end of their business. And if that's not enough, just because we like to deliver a little extra, on the back end of the business, we, we deliver something called recurring passive income. And we do that all through creating collaborative joint ventures with partners that we call upstream and downstream and solving more of our clients more effectively and profitably. Sounds fantastic. Question number three, sir. What are some of the typical symptoms? You mentioned a lack of lead generation, but what are some of the typical symptoms that these entrepreneurs are going to be experiencing? It's kind of give them a clue that they need to find out more about what you do. So they're doing things like contributing to the Mark Zuckerberg college fund for his kids yeah, right. uh, through a process they call Facebook ads that is supposed right. to deliver business and clients, which is frankly generally a piece of shit. Doesn't mean it can't work, but it's generally not great. Yep. So they're doing things like that. They are going to networking events where there's a whole bunch of people in a networking event and they're trying to sell each other their retail products. Folks, that's silly. They're also in the process of trying to figure out how do I get people to actually send traffic and how do I actually get more eyeballs at the pages, the processes, the events and the services that I have. And or they think they've got something that's working pretty well. And at the end of the year, they look at the dollars and cents and the top line and the bottom line aren't quite aligned. So they're selling a lot, but they aren't actually managing to keep a bunch. All of those would be symptoms of people who should be in the JV space where they can control their lead cost and stabilize income. And have nice fat margins indeed. So what would you say, you've mentioned a few of them already probably, but question four, we've got five minutes left. What are some of the other common mistakes that people make when they're trying to get the leads flowing and try to get recurring commissions? Well, <laughs> so this one I'm going to go a little meta on, okay? Cool. So, <laughs> so, and if I go along, you show me the timer. So here's the deal. It takes about the same amount of time for an entrepreneur to sell a retail client their products, their service as an experience, as it takes for them to nurture, develop, and create a relationship with what we call in-stream JV partner. And if, I, if it takes the same time to sell X, you know, X client, of, let's call it a $5,000 course, program, workshop, car, whatever the hell it happens to be, and I get to do that one. But I could go and I could build a relationship with a JV partner who sends me a steady stream of those retail clients, maybe one a week, maybe one a day, maybe two a month, and those generate $5,000. Then should I be trying to sell my retail product or should I be trying to build relationships with peers who are true JV partners? And I think the number one mistake that most people make 
is that they fall into this process of, hey, let me tell you about my retail sale. And by the way, it even happens in JV events. So at, at our process, <laughs> and our, our public event is called JVology Live, is that we actually make people make a pledge. I will not make a retail offer. Retail offers burn and scare away real JV partners. And we actually just declared this. And you'd be stunned and amazed at how many people don't know how to talk to a partner. So they fall to the thing they know. It's like, hey, buy my widget. My widget's fantastic. Right. Like, I don't care about your widget. That's not why I'm here. So that's the number one mistake is falling into a retail conversation and trying to sell your retail stuff. And you could be nurturing, building, and developing relationships with somebody who will send you more retail customers than you can frankly serve. So essentially, two conversations, two different conversations with different people, two different sales, essentially, but one of them gives you one sale, the other gives you many sales ongoing. Makes a lot of yeah. sense. So I let's. which one I should do. Let's, yeah, let's go figure. Um, <laughs> but if they know how to do, they may not know how to do the JV one, which is what you can help them with. Yes, Question number exactly. five, and we've got two and a half minutes left. One okay. valuable for reaction. Well, you want to start someone on this JV journey. What would be your top tip? What they could do It's not going to fix the whole problem, but it might get them heading in the right direction. Yes. Join a joint venture community. Get into a space where the peer-to-peer JV conversation is not just accepted. It is the intention of the community. And there's a whole bunch of them. You and I are a member of Dove's. There's mine. There's JVIC. There's the marketers. I don't give, I don't give a rat's patoot which one it is, right. although I think mine's is good. Uh, <laughs> yes. Get in a community. All right. Perfect. Thank you. And let's look at somewhere we could direct folks to. So it's question number six, two minutes left. Where can people go to find out more about what you do? Well, the, we have a little mini training. It's actually a segment directly from our JVLG Live, which is our three-day, three-and-a-half-day joint venture experience. And it is the spot where if people are like, hmm, what the hell is it going on? You should just come to JVLG Live. But this is directly from that. And what we do is we call it the joint venture success wheel. There are five components that you must get working in concert. So they got to work together. That will help you to, number one, set up your business, build the relationships, craft your offers, all of these pieces. And this wheel is perpetually rolling around. So it doesn't matter if you're starting from scratch, you still need the wheel. doesn't matter if you're doing six figures, you still need the wheel. doesn't matter if you're doing seven figures, guess sure. what? You still need the wheel. Right. So that process is an assessment, is a training, and frankly, everybody should do it. Folks, you can get it from the link under the video, or if you're listening to this on a podcast, you can go to jvologylive.com forward slash success dash wheel, I believe. Thank you for that, Jay. Question number seven, last question, 50 seconds left. What's the one question I should have asked you but didn't? (laughs) And I know why you're laughing. Because, folks, when when we did this pre-interview, I told, he said, what's my favorite sex position? I said, well, you can nominate that as a question, but we don't want to hear the answer. It's either either that or what's my favorite psychedelic. So I don't know. You take your pick. 30 seconds left. (laughs) It's It's your call, brother. 25 seconds left. My favorite psychedelic. And what is it? I, I've got a bunch I like, but I, I will. <laughs> All right. I, I'm actually a fan of legalizing of mushrooms. I think that actually it's a very important process that's going to change I'll mental health care. Make sure I have some on toast tonight. Jay Fisson, thanks so much for your time, your insight, and also your humor. Cheers. Thank you. Thanks for checking out our Marketing the Invisible podcast. If you like what we're doing here, please head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate us, and leave us a review. It's very much appreciated. And if you want to generate five fresh leads in just five hours, then check out www.5hourchallenge.com.